listening to the Ombre Academy podcast. You're listening to the Ombre Academy podcast. You're listening to the Ombre Academy podcast. Welcome. I'm Megan, and this is Ombre Academy in 18 minutes and 87 seconds. I am here with Charity Buchanan, our amazing grade three teacher. In our conversation, we discuss the Ron Clark Academy, the amazing Shake program, the soft skills it teaches, and why she brought it to Armbre. So Charity, tell me a little bit about yourself and how you landed at Armbre. Well, uh, I have a bit of an interesting path to Armbre. I stayed home with my children for 10 years and then went back to teaching part time for several years and was actually in the public system with HRCE for almost a decade and was actually looking for an exit strategy and was going to become a barista (laughs) just to keep busy. And then I got a call that Armbre needed a teacher for grade three. And now here I am two years later. And how would you say your experience at Armbre differs from from working in the public school system? It's a completely different experience. Um, In the public system, I taught everything from P to three, and then I did two years of literacy support. Uh, So returning to the classroom after having been out of the classroom for a few years was really interesting. The smaller class sizes are a a big thing, our access to resources, um, not having to fund my own classroom library, Mm -hmm. things like that. There are lots of lovely perks to working at Armbray. What do you think motivates kids today? So you're, you're, you're teaching grade three, correct? Yes. So what do you think motivates kids in the classroom and outside of the classroom? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I think some kids are naturally intrinsically motivated and just want to always do their best and succeed and please. I think other students are motivated by things like praise and recognition. And so we try to do a little bit of all of that at Armbre, really. And I know within the classroom, we definitely strive to uh, encourage the kids who are intrinsically motivated and maybe dangle those carrots for the kids who need a little Mm -hmm. something external. What motivates you? I have always been probably a bit of a perfectionist. So what motivates me is different depending on the task. Uh, Right now I'm doing my master's and so I'm motivated just to, well, I'm motivated by marks, truthfully, which is a terrible (laughs) thing to be motivated by, but I am. Um, But really, I just want to always know that I've laid it all out on the table and kind of given everything that I have. I'm a little bit competitive. A little bit. Yep. So um, a lot. So so I would just say, yeah, just I want to know that I've always given my all. So you had one year of teaching kind of in a normal setting and then and then COVID hit. And mm-hmm. so now you've had to pivot and you now have a virtual student. Yes. Virtual student from Saudi Arabia. OK. Who zooms in every day. How- and she's fabulous. And how's it going? Uh, really well. We're working at some technology kinks, mm-hmm. but in terms of integrating the student to the classroom. I think it's going fairly well. There are some things I like to do, um, which I'm trying to figure out how to make that work with a student on another continent. So things like classroom transformations. Um, but I think I have a plan, but she's fantastic and she is clearly intrinsically motivated and she gives everything she has. She's, she's fabulous. I wish she was here. And so her experience, would you say it's pretty similar to what the experience that a child in the class? I don't know. I think there's some of that social piece probably that is missing. We try to integrate her socially as much as we can, but there are still limitations. Um, I think the biggest thing is because she's wired into the classroom, things for like music class, drama class, she can't participate in. Um, 
but she does participate in French and anything that happens within the classroom. Yeah, so I think she's getting a fairly organic experience being not being at Armbrain, being being at home. But it's you're the person to do it, to take that challenge on <laughs> wow. and create a really great learning experience for virtual Sarah. We will see. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully. I'm trying. So let's talk a little bit about um, the Ron Clark Academy. So the Ron Clark Academy is a private school. It's a not-for-profit in Atlanta, Georgia. And it was founded by Ron Clark and Kim Bearden in 2007. And it's a school that goes from grades four to grade eight. A lot of students pay very low tuition and are there purely on scholarships. So they have students with diverse needs in terms of learning styles and in terms of uh, socioeconomics. And it's just this beautiful, uh, almost indescribable experience to be there. It's just a really joy-filled, energetic place. And so when Ron Clark created this academy, what, what were his motives? So Ron had come out of uh, teaching schools in fairly impoverished areas, parts of New York and I believe South Carolina. And he just knew that he had this vision he wanted to create. And he found Kim Bearden, who had won the National Teacher of the Year Award and wanted to partner with her. And she said, well, my family's in Atlanta. You're going to have to come here. And so that's how the school started. And they found an old abandoned factory and refurbed it and got donations and scrimped and saved. And and then after a few years, built this fantastic place. Okay. And wh- what's it all about? What's the, um, what's the premise of the academy? Huge academic rigor, but also huge engagement. So the thinking being um, that students will work harder and accomplish more when held to a very high standard and that you can make them not even realize how hard they're working by really engaging them. So... Everything about the Amazing Streak that we're going to talk about actually is woven into everything they do throughout their entire day at RCA. So it's down to high standards for behavior, for effort, for academics, everything. You don't just you don't get a participation uh, award just for showing up. You have to achieve and work for everything you get, which is kind of a neat idea. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And so how were you introduced to the Amazing Shake? just through my following and interest in RCA. And I just, I think I used to follow them on Facebook. And one year they talked about this amazing shake and I just started watching it when they started streaming it live. And my kids would know every year, oh, it's on, don't talk to mom for the next three days because she's going to be obsessed. And they, <laughs> so they would stream it. They stream, yeah, they stream the event live. What is the amazing shake? Okay, so the amazing shake is is a contest that they have at RCA and they do an in-house amazing shake every year. But then the last few years they've done a national amazing shake. And last year they called it the international amazing shake because it was all done online. So really the amazing shake is this competition that takes place over several days where students are put through a variety of challenges and rounds. uh, Everything from perhaps interviewing someone that they think as a former president and an uh, impersonator or to uh, giving acceptance speeches, to giving toasts, to having to work the room, to having to engage in debate. So it's just this broad soft skills competition, but it's even more than soft skills because it comes down to manners and etiquette. And it's a little bit of everything, even debate and current events. It's they, they need to just be a well-rounded student to participate in the competition. Are you tired of 
of having to walk all the way to the bathroom just to wash your hands while shopping? Well, I have the solution for you. It's called hand sanitizer. It's a small, movable bottle, and all you have to do is squirt a little bit on your hands, rub it in, and your hands are clean. Plus, it's only $1.99 each. And guess what? If you buy a bottle of hand sanitizer, um, one of the gauntlets that I went through was like basically the teacher round. So what happened is that there was an adult in the room and they were your student, you were the teacher, and you got to teach them a subject of your choice. I chose math and I just thought it was really fun to teach um, like an older, like someone older than me, simple math questions like two plus two. <laughs> What ages are the kids that participate? The Amazing Shake contest, the national or international, goes grade five to grade eight. Grade five to grade eight. So they're yeah. middle, middle school age right. kids that are learning these amazing soft skills right. that sometimes just get swept under the rug and might not necessarily be a priority for parents to be teaching. Right. But this competition or club actually sits kids down for an hour, an hour and a half every week and, and teaches these skills, which is Amazing. Right. Um, what, what are some of the other skills that they would teach? So when I was at RCA, one of the coolest experiences was being in Ron Clark's math class with eighth graders doing ridiculously difficult math. And we were leaving one classroom at the far end of the hall, walking to Ron's class. And all you heard was Beethoven's fifth blasting through the stereo. And you walk into Ron's classroom and he's in front of this board, gesturing, literally conducting no no uh, speaking at all, just literally gesturing with these intricate hand symbols that the students obviously understood. And through this, they were able to work together to solve the math problem. And then what was really cool is after one student had successfully solved the problem, again, completely nonverbal, he indicated to that student, you've got it. And that child then went around and started assisting all the other kids. It was amazing. And then afterward, that student went up to the front of the class, taught the class how to solve the problem for the kids who still didn't have it. And then the other students gave that student feedback and gave them a mark on their teaching. How cool. And the student Full also circle. had to, yeah, and she had to give herself a mark for her teaching too. And wow. I think they gave her like, this is an eighth grader and they gave her, I think, a, like a B minus for her mark. And I'm thinking she was an A plus. Like <laughs> I want to teach like her. That's a B minus. So she was amazing. Yeah. And so when you went to the academy for the first time, mm -hmm. you learned about this program, the Amazing Shake. Like how did how did you end up bringing it back? It's funny. I, at that time, I was still in the public system. And really, that visit was what made me think I want to go back to the classroom. So when I actually interviewed at Armbre and Tara said, you know, we, every teacher does an extracurricular activity, I knew immediately what I wanted to do, uh, just because I think they're such important skills. And I see these students in the national competition every year who frankly sound like they're giving TED Talks. They're amazing. And I thought every kid can do this. Absolutely. Like these aren't magical unicorn children. So <laughs> all every student is capable of this. Um, and so you ran the program or the co-curricular last year. It was a success. Can you tell me about how that went last year? Right. So last year as a co-curricular, I only had third and fourth graders participate. So some of my own students. Mm -hmm. And it went really well last year. We had, whenever we'd have guest speakers in, the kids would go up and greet them and then introduce them to the various classrooms where the guest speakers were presenting. And then this, uh, I guess at the end of last year, uh, RCA announced that they were going to be doing a digital competition for grades five to eight. So we went through a bit of a selection process and we chose 
five or six students to participate and they all did a phenomenal job with really two weeks of coaching and like just a sense of what is going to be included in the competition and they did amazing uh all except one made it through the first round wow um and then and this was all online all online this was done at the school all online done from their homes online via zoom um and then one student actually made it to the second to last round which was incredible it was just it was a tense week but it was amazing and so what things what kind of things were the were the kids asked to what kind of tasks were they asked to complete so the first round was a gauntlet which is the exact same thing they would have in the in-person competition where you have essentially over a dozen stations and i think you have like two minutes at each station and again it might be you know sell me this bottle of water it might be read from this teleprompter a weather forecast it you know all sorts of different things interviews uh and then after that the second round i believe they actually had to create a commercial for a product um then there were some kind of group discussions and debates and it just went on from there such every one of those tasks that you mentioned are such amazing learning opportunities for these kids that they other like otherwise wouldn't receive right like that's amazing that that the the program and that competition that's just what it is right and the judges for the gauntlet and actually for every level throughout were like ceos of major corporations in the united states top executives and uh nick stone the uh, youth, uh, well, I guess young adult author moderated one of the final round competitions or yeah, the one of on the final round discussions. So they had FaceTime with some pretty powerful people too, which as a fifth grader, eighth grader, you may not understand no. like really the opportunity that's being set out in front of you. No. And the first day that you guys did the, um, the co-curricular at the school, when I was sitting and listening to, to what it was all about, it was amazing. The, the skills that you had listed off, because those are things that people learn in university. The fact that these are middle school aged kids who are given the opportunity to learn all of these skills. A lot of other kids don't don't get to learn. So it's amazing that that you've brought this to Armbre and that we're giving giving these kids the opportunity to, um, to take part in the competition. So are you thinking that the competition will happen again? I have no doubt they'll do a competition in some form this year. Now, whether it will be virtual again, which I kind of hope it is, um, if it's virtual again or in person, who knows? I think only time and COVID will tell, but uh, there will definitely be a competition this year. They do it every year. The club that we're running versus the competition, have you just taken elements of the competition and kind of just worked it into the the co-curricular activities that we run. Is that how that worked? Yeah, basically. So we've taken, there's a bit of a handbook that they have online, but essentially I'm taking things that I know have been elements of competitions from the past or skill sets that I know the students are going to need if they're going to compete. And we're just trying to weave those into every week's session. So whether it's learning how to pitch a product or learning how to work a room or last year we actually did weeks just on giving a good handshake which obviously we can't do right a now. A nice elbow tap. We do elbow taps but even learning to establish eye contact when they're having a conversation right or how to introduce themselves or introduce someone else. So it's just all the elements that I know will probably come up or what we're trying to tackle. And for something like eye contact that could be challenging for so many kids and so helping them along that journey to try to get there is something that I've, I've, I've watched happen and, and it works. Yeah. 
and it's not you're not forcing this upon them but it's creating that environment that gives them the opportunity to say look me in the eye for just a few a few seconds and then you can look down but it's just giving them that that opportunity in the room to be able to start to learn that that's right yeah, yeah just that practice and understanding that it's for a purpose and mm-hmm. just building on that and making a safe space for it too right in a yeah. small environment yeah, yeah. but it's such a cool program it is like i just can't believe it i was in a professional sales class in university and was learning those skills yeah. sat down and had to sell sell whatever to the class and right. it's like that they're learning how to do that now so co-curricular that i was in with you guys they were selling magnets yeah they sold fanny packs yeah and they sold what else were they trying to sell snuggies yeah i was trying to think of what it's called like that one yes thing. the yeah. snuggie and they were just infatuated by the fact that someone would actually buy something right. like that like it's just a blanket but it's a blanket with arms and then they started to right. realize oh they we're, we're being sucked into this vortex right, right. of buying a cool blanket with arms and your feet can't get cold and That's right. the cat jumps on you and you still don't lose your blanket. Like they were starting to identify it. And then in their pitches, they were actually realizing that yeah. these are the elements of a good sales pitch. Right. And we actually, the next week did that. And I broke down like, here's what you have to have. You have to give a place to buy it. You have to give a price. You have to create urgency. You have to create a problem, right? Yeah. To, a problem that people may not even realize they have because they don't really have it, but you're going to make them think they do. Yeah. Right. And then even with like my third graders, like having them hold the door for each other when people are and to say thank you to the person holding the door. Like it's little things. Yeah. Little things. It all accumulates, though. Mm -hmm. So Charity, is there an example of a student that um, has like proven themselves in this club or that participated last year that ended up going to the competition and, and thriving? Yeah, for sure. So we last year when we only had two weeks to prep and plan, uh, I put a call out to uh, to Tara in the junior school and to Stephanie in the middle school for students that they thought might be really good candidates who would be up for the challenge because, you know, there, there was a lot happening for a lot of kids just with distance learning and kids were pretty pretty elevated already. And so some names came forward and one student who had always had really quiet leadership skills was brought forward. And I remember on our first group Zoom where we were just checking to see even the dynamic of interaction on Zoom within a group setting. And she just blew us away immediately. And we weren't sure because she was young and she was quite shy and quiet, but she just really at least for me, and I didn't know her well, but to me, it seemed like she really just started to really blossom through the whole process. And this year, I just look at her and she just seems more confident. And maybe she always was. But certainly from my perspective, I think it it definitely gave her just a little extra something. Totally. And now she's a leader in the group. And you can tell um, that she's so much more confident in her own shoes when is called upon to to sell a product or um, to complete one of those tasks. She's always the first one to raise her hand because she does have that that confidence built up. Right. Yeah. And yeah, she's, she's good amazing. at it. She's fantastic at it. She's a natural. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming, Charity. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to see you at the Amazing Shake next week. Thank you for listening to Armbray Academy in 18 minutes and 87 seconds. For more information, go to our website, armbray.ns.ca.